Welcome to episode 60 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Another big week coming at you with news from the New York Marathon. And we round up the action from the cross-country relays in Mansfield. There's the usual training chat, a listener question or two, and Shane will bring his session of the week, hopefully. But first, in a week that saw youthful exuberance get the better of Daniel Do Nascimento at the New York Marathon, who went out world record pace but collapsed at mile 21, let me welcome a man who is also a firm believer in time in the bank how's life been this week joshua yes did it i i still can't believe that guy that was phenomenal he looked great up until uh he stopped at the toilet and then he didn't yeah he looked pretty bad yeah he did remind me a lot of you <laughs> Frankfurt. even to even to the hairstyle and the color of the shorts and the way he ran and That's it. didn't he do didn't he do similar at the Olympics? He was the guy who fist pumped Kipchoge, wasn't he? And then went yeah. off the front and then stopped. The crazy thing is he's run two four. Has so he? Not like yeah, it's not like he's not good. He... Where did he run two four? I'm not sure. But wasn't I know... that wasn't that the race before the Olympics at like Buenos Aires or something? Anyway, I think yeah. we're digressing a bit. Yeah, I'm um, good. Let me welcome my co-host this evening, the Lincolnshire 10,000 metre champion from 2011. How's life in Lincolnshire now? Oh, do you know what? It's been a bit stressful this week. And, uh, I feel like I, I disappointed I upset some of our listeners last week <laughs> with my sloppy chops. So um, I want to take this opportunity to make a formal apology. Good. So uh, I, I'm really sorry. And, and the truth is Aaron is a slave driver. Um, he mentally manipulates Josh and I that was my only chance I had to eat. So in future, I'll go without food, uh, like Josh does every week. And uh, there's a big rumour that this is why Klausy left. He, he couldn't put with the abuse anymore and he got out whilst he could. So well done, Klausy. Good work. Um, so yeah, it's been a stressful week, but I'm over it now. It's fine. Although I would like a shout out to PazD15 on Insta, uh, who did comment about my sloppy chops. But he referred to me as a bloke, which I'm delighted about. So it's first time for everything. So... Cheers, yeah, mate. That's what I was going to There is a first time for everything. The, the other thing on this podcast as well. Yeah, that is true. Um, the other thing I was going to say was, Shane, you told us last week that you'd done every Lincoln 10K. I went on your Power of 10 this morning. 2008, mm. what happened there? No, I'd have done you it. Weren't it. You didn't. I've searched no. results. So, no, yeah. 2008. No, hang on. Is, when did I start? When did I start winning? Two thousand and seven is your first result from Lincoln Ten K. Mm. Anyway, I will leave that one with you. Let's let's go into your training weeks. Um, Josh, you can go first because otherwise you're going to get bored listening to me and Shane talk about Lincoln Ten K from two thousand and seven. Yeah, and uh, it means we won't be forty minutes behind schedule as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Last Monday uh, was Halloween, actually. Um, so I went out in the morning, nothing really to report there, just six miles, 646s. Uh, in the evening, um, did a different route, six miles, 641s. Um, comment on this from uh, Jonathan Escalante Phillips, or Jep, as he's known. 
terrible run. I thought that was very good. Terra in uh, capitals and spell. Oh, that's um, why he went to Cambridge for that intelligence. Exactly. Um, yeah, there was just kids everywhere, like literally everywhere. And the last, it was the last like two minutes was absolute monsoon. And then after that, we I came in absolutely drenched and we recorded the podcast. So um, yeah, other than that, normal, just normal Monday. You say um, we record, you came in drenched, you came in drenched at half past five. We recorded the podcast at eight o'clock. So a bit of an exaggeration, but I'll let you off. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually remember I left, uh, I was talking to Steph and we we were saying we wanted didn't want to run in the dark because I think that was probably the rough first work day in the dark. It would have been. Um, but yeah, I was pretty, pretty miserable in the evening. Um, uh, I was also on the early train to London and that's why, because Shane was spending an hour on his week. I was like, get me done. Um, yeah, I might play the game in this episode. I might drop how many minutes we've been recording and everyone can look down at their a device and see how many minutes have played and see how much we've cut out um yeah so i didn't run on tuesday morning um i was on the early chain so uh, i did my run at lunchtime um and again it started absolutely hammering it down i actually sent a video to you Aaron, didn't i um after this run and i've got hair on my mouth um there was a guy so it was absolutely chucking it down and there was a guy on Croydon High Street with an angle grinder just chilling in the rain I thought it was quite good um but I ran around uh the, one of the parks uh near the office and was I he was he doing any work or was he just sat there with an angle grinder no, no, like with it I like a welder angle grinder some it was sparks were flying everywhere it just looked very unsafe um but yeah I, I literally looked like Bambi on this run because it was you know when it's not quite yeah, I thought I could run on it, but it was probably one day too late. So I just slip slipping everywhere. Um so that was four just over four miles, six fifty ones. Uh and then in the evening I did a session, so I went to Battersea Park and I jumped on the track actually. I must say the track at Battersea is terrible. It's awful. There's like craters in lane one, like basically the whole way around. Um so that was my first yeah. first observation. Ross Braden's been running around and his heavy gate caused those craters, isn't he? <laughs> so I actually saw Ross. So the session was six by four hundred sorry, six by six hundred, forty-five seconds, and then four hundred, and then seventy seconds. Sorry, recovery the other way around. I'll start that again. Six sets of six hundred, then four hundred, and the recovery was seventy after the six and forty-five after the four. Um, and the aim was 70 seconds pace for the 600s and 67s for the 400s. So Ross was actually, there's a couple of others, uh, Mohashi was doing a session at the same time. Um, so uh, I think on the last 45, I gave myself a minute because Ross was like, oh, 15 seconds won't hurt. And I was like, oh, I really actually wanted to tow around. Um, Were they doing the same session or were they doing 400s? No, they were actually they did 2500s. And I've never seen anything like it. Ross has just jumped on first session back in tights and a long sleeve. And he's banging out 67 second pace. I'm not sure I like a 500 meter rep. It's an animal. Yeah, I, I, everything has to be evens for me. But there we go. So yeah, so the, I mean, the fours felt pretty quick. Um, I got down to, uh, so I mean, yeah, pretty much hit all the splits. Uh, there was 168 in there, but that was kind of 
I went for first 200. I was like, that's a bit quick. And I back off and then backed off too much. Um, so, yes, yeah, 67s, a couple of 66s at the end. And then 144 is pretty much for the for the 600. So, yeah, I mean, fell right. Um, 45 seconds is pretty grim recovery for that. Um, and the funny thing about that, actually, I finished my last rep, got under the, the stand, and it absolutely hammered it down. So it wasn't raining throughout the whole session, and they still had two reps to go. So I just sat there pretty smug, dry underneath. Um, so after that, actually, I warmed down with uh, my hashi on the treadmill inside because I didn't want to get wet. And uh, we did some weights as well, which was good. Just a quick, so your manual upload for your cool down, was yeah. that the wrong time? You didn't do it. At, you didn't start at 8.57, did you? Uh, no, no, no. I, I just did it on the train home. Okay. Yeah. Because I know you delay things, but that's pretty delayed. No, we, we did go and do some core and stuff and um like some lightweights and then uh, we jumped on. So it was probably like an hour after I finished the session. Yeah. Um and that yeah, I really, really could not be bothered to do, to be honest. Um okay, so Wednesday, um so I really didn't want to run on my own. So I managed to get Steph to run with me at lunch. Um and as you'll see from her Strava, if you can go to the linked activities, I don't actually think it's linked, but if you go on her Strava, I've nicknamed her the Queen of Croydon now, which is a fabulous title because we picked up quite a few segments on that run. If you look at the elevation on that loop, it is ridiculous. Um, so, yes, yeah, so no, I did 10 miles. She did uh, five. Um, so I averaged that six. is very hilly. To be fair. I just looked into yeah, it, 850 it feet. Yeah. But if you look at the... So I did two laps, but what there is basically... It's a, it's a so basically like a square loop and one sort of L side is just all uphill. But anyway, on the other side. So yeah, no, that was um that was decent. And then meant uh I didn't have to run on my own, so that was nice. How how did you run that fast on a, a day after a session? Well, look, you you gave me an easy run recovery, but I didn't realise until we were about to start. So I was like, Steph, we're not jogging. Mile seven, 165 foot uphill. The gap was 539. Just jogging. <laughs> you wiped out, mate. Run, run, don't jog. Sights and invincible size. Um, right, Wednesday. Uh, sorry, Thursday. So I was actually working in Bristol on Thursday, and unsurprisingly, it was raining. Um, I had a shakeout to do, but I didn't get back from London till quite late. Um on Wednesday night and I really couldn't be bothered to go in the morning so I didn't and I was going to run at lunch and then I ended up talking to some people at lunch so I'd uh, moved my double to Saturday um, which Rob gave me a big thumbs up to do that's probably the most descriptive reply I get from him to be fair um, <laughs> <laughs> so in the evening I had a session six by a mile um, so I ju actually jumped on the track again because mile reps in Cardiff are a little bit tricky when it's dark you can get about four minutes on decent footing but then it's a bit shit um so i was like i just jump on i, I just did 600 uh, sorry 1600 uh so yeah did three mile warm-up then i thought if i can run 75s i'll start there and i'll see how i see how i feel um and that was off 60 second jog recovery the worst thing with this is i was waiting and waiting and waiting i was like i just need an excuse not to do it and I think I started the session. So I warmed up and I started the session about eight o'clock. And I was just like, oh, this is just awful. 
um i was pretty much the only one at the, the track um yeah the track as well so time wise uh did i put the solid i didn't put the splits but i started i think the first one was 459 then 457 455 453 453 is that six if there's one okay, missing there's a, five, there's a 454 well. in there there you go um so yeah, I mean that if you if you say what well, add two seconds on that mile, so it's about the pace that Rob wanted. Um Do you know what? Me and Shay were both really surprised that you ran it so controlled. Like knowing how you normally run them, when you said you'd run four fifty fives to fives pretty much, or fifty threes. Yeah. I was like, what's going into you? Being sensible. Yeah, well this it was like uh what well, well, says like tempo pace, so or I think you call it threshold. So it's basically like 455, um, one and a half, yeah, half marathon PB pace. So yeah, I mean, fell right. I actually did that in street flies and I really like them. I think if they were half a size smaller, they'd be really good. But I think the sizing on them is a little bit big. What size you got them in? Eight and a half and they're too big. Okay. I, I slide a lot in the front. They're quite, they're quite big in a toe box, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could, I could definitely wear an eight. I'm with you. I really like them for track. I reckon they're great with track sessions. Yeah, I've not worn them much, but I definitely would wear them. Yeah, wear them more. Um, so yeah, so Friday, um, yeah, I've tried to run in the light again because it was, uh, yeah, it's just miserable when you run in the morning, it's dark, and run in the evening, and it's dark. Um, so that was six miles, six forty fours, and I've done this loop, I reckon six or seven times in the last seven days, just down to the lake and back. And the first. The first three miles are downhill. And you turn around and run three miles uphill. Is, have you got any local legends then on the segments? I should. I, I don't actually know. I, I would be gobsmacked if I don't. Um, I, I don't even know how to see that. You don't? So does that mean me or Aaron get to smack you in the gob? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing's coming up. No. Not, he got, needs to go that loop more, mate. He got, a, he got a personal record for just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had another really short session this week actually. So I had eight by forty-five second hills. So uh anyone that's familiar with Cardiff or Rafe um Lake, they will know the hill up to Met. It's pretty steep. I don't know if you can see like the elevation on my run. Um, but I basically did like three just under three and a half mile warm-up. Um so yeah, did that and then the recovery was just jogged down and ran home. But the first one, just to sort of gauge, and I was like, right, I want to obviously run them pretty hard because eight by 45 seconds doesn't really feel, it doesn't sound like much of a session. Um, I looked at my watch in the first rep. I thought I was probably three quarters of the way done and it was eight seconds. Josh, you've absolutely destroyed these. 45 seconds. First one, the gap is 329 pace. Second one, 405 pace. This yeah. is gap. So, so You've ran four minute pace for the, and then finished with, yeah, three fifty pace. So, yeah, it's totally hard. <laughs> really, I was, I was just about to say, Josh, this week looking at your driver has has been, you know, that's like a a really good, sensible week. And then, yeah, I've just done the same as Aaron, got into these uh, hill sprints, and you've battered them. I don't even know how you see that. <laughs> you click yeah, into the run, mate. Uh, yeah, well, I'll leave you to that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty steep. And, but I was like, it's, it's a pretty short session, isn't it? So I was getting my legs moving. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then I did um, 
my run that I missed on Thursday in the evening. Um, so that I just did four miles, six forty threes again, got soaked. Uh, and then Sunday. So as miserable as Sunday was, it wasn't as bad as the week before, which was a positive. Um, one thing this is going to excite me and nobody else probably that ever listens to this. I managed to get back into structures and it's, it actually made me so happy last week. So I did that run in structures and I just feel great. So you live oh, an yeah. exciting life. I need, to, I need to elaborate on the run. So I did 18 miles, average 6.08. I think the first few were a little bit slow. And it, it was raining actually so much. I took my headphones out because I was worried they were going to break. And they, you know, when like they're so wet, they actually like just completely slip out. I don't know if you've had that. I mean, the pros aren't fantastic anyway. I know you commented on that, Aaron. But they were just like completely falling out. Because like, we, we finished the call with you two saying oh they're amazing for running they never fall out and then your comment on sunday is took my headphones out because it kept falling out yeah no it, it was because it was so so wet um like my shorts were so wet they were slapping against me and it was like just hurt um so yeah i've actually just seen this gap thing is this a premium feature what does it mean it's just on hills it's just a grade adjusted pace. i think it's grade yeah gradient adjusted pace i think uh yeah uh, but yeah i don't that, know how accurate it is but yeah. I was running 345 pace, probably very. Um, okay. I did 86 miles, and yeah, pretty good. The, the sessions were the sessions were quite short and like quicker than what I'd normally run, so a bit of a change. But how many weeks to the half now? Three weeks uh, yesterday, so we're recording on the seventh. Um, so you've got two more training weeks, basically. Probably three, realistically. I'm not sure I'll have much of a taper. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, you can't, you're counting the race week as training. Probably. I can't imagine that I'm going to be it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't do a session on the Wednesday and it impacts your right, make you quicker for the race. I, I, yeah, I know. I just don't think realistically, I don't know how much uh, of a taper Rob will give me. I don't know how much would, yeah. I, I, I need, I'll is speak it, to Is it not like a main race then? You're not. Yeah, but. To... The, the reason I say that is I've not really done anything half marathon specific, have I? So I've done more to sort of 10K stuff because I think realistically the aim is just London and anything else is sort of additional. That so London. You're, you're doing Ribble Valley, aren't you? 10K? At Telford. Telford, okay. Yeah. Which is Two early weeks. December. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, doing me wrong. Cool. Like, I, I probably will taper maybe a little bit, but like before uh, Leeds, I still did a session on the Thursday. Yeah, fair. Um, I think you probably should taper. If yeah, yeah. You're gonna I, I, go all the way to Paris. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll, we'll like, we can do some more questions and stuff on taper when we get closer. But all right, it's a good week, Josh. Thanks very much. I agree. Well, the mileage are you are you planning on is the mileage going up do you know over the next couple of weeks or are you, are you keeping it level where it is uh, i think it's pretty similar this week actually so yeah not not too much different strong week cool shane why don't you talk us through your monday to sunday after the big lincoln 10k the, the previous weekend monday to sunday right so we've got <clears throat> monday standard 70 to 75 minute recovery Average 7.19 pace. I think my heart rate monitor doesn't work anymore. Um, that or 
I'm just developing some sort of condition. Uh, so that's a bit off. Uh, Tuesday, actually, there's a session. Um, so it's not normally what I do the day, uh, two days after a race. But it was just, it was quite an easy session. And we were looking at the wind forecast for Wednesday when we normally train and didn't really fancy that. It's such a Lincoln thing, looking <laughs> at the wind forecast every day on, for your training sessions. You don't get it in other parts of the country but Lincolnshire well, you do because it's normally twice as windy as what it says and it was already saying like up to 40 mile an hour winds so just you know it's just demoralised isn't it we're, we're in Britain we you know Josh is getting it with the rain we get it with a wind over where we are so horrendous but you, uh, you did wait you did weights before the session I did weights before the session yeah how do you know that because it says morning weight session weight training Oh, does that go on Strava's? Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, so I had a gym session in the morning, um, but I didn't go like overly hard, to be honest, because I did that two weeks before and I couldn't move properly for three days. So um, just some a gentle session. So I wasn't really sweating for that. And then, yeah, in the afternoon, we uh, thought I've got cross-country coming up, so I run some grass. So we went around to the uh, West Common, did 12K as a wave tempo, the Ks on were uh, sort of roughly aerobic thresholds. It's a pretty low uh, stimulus. So I did those. I think I was probably average between uh, 320s, 330s. I think there was a 340 in there, but that was pretty much uphill, and a 316, which I think was pretty much downhill. Um, and the off Ks were about 410 to 415, I think. Um, comments are made on this. Non-carbon adios. So went old school. Um What's a little yeah. wet? It wasn't too bad. Is it was a bit soft in places, but um yeah, it was, it was okay then. It, I think it, it got a lot worse towards the end of the week. Um yeah, it did. Yeah. So Wednesday morning I ran with a client. So I always logged those because I averaged uh eight thirty-five pace for five and a half miles. Um, and then in the evening did a 10 mile in 729 pace so a little nice and slow again uh, Thursday went up the track and did some 200s very comfortable again um, th- I've actually just realised we did these sessions um, I think the first week that I came on the pod the first return um, and I think I remember saying last time I actually did like 37s uh, at the start of this and found it actually quite difficult to run quick. Um, so this time around, actually, was pretty much started at 34s, worked my way down to 32s, felt a lot more relaxed, a lot more comfortable. Um, but again, recovery was quite high because it was 200 on, 200 off, but the 200 off was like, you know, like a proper jog walk thing. Um, so you're not running too fast, not for too long. It's quite nice to do this sort of thing on a race week because it gets your legs moving well, gets your your body moving well, and you're not really accumulating any fatigue or not much at all. Um, and I also did those in my non-carbon Takumi Sens. Good shoe. When I put them on, it felt like I got a plank of wood on my feet. And my 10K PB is still in an old pair of those Takumi Sens, and I have no idea how I've not gone faster in carbon because... You go down to these type of shoes now, and you just 
you notice a difference. I think you ran a marathon. Yeah, so I, I my I ran two seventeen in a pair of fast twitch, and I think most of my PBs are actually in old shoes. They are all of them from the marathon. Definitely is. I know that ten k and half. Anyway, um, do you do you remember coming to Milton Keynes the other summer, and I was pacing the race, and I put a pair of non-carbon flats on to pace the like the nine-minute race in. Yeah. And the kid went out in like 32 for 200 and I was about six seconds behind him because I just, I hadn't worn them in so long and they just have no response. I couldn't get off the start line. Also nothing to do with the fact that you probably can't run a 32, mate. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, nice easy session. Uh, day after I was going to not run, but I did. And I felt pretty good, but I actually was up, I was writing up my training earlier and noticed we ran the 740 pace. Um, so I didn't actually think, I mean, I never look at my watch really on these runs, but that was very, very slow. Um, so love it. Um, but yeah, felt fine. Did strides afterwards. Yeah, felt okay. So Saturday had had a race, did the national cross country relays. Um, so I normally quite like this race. It's, it's not too far to travel. It's a pretty cool loop. It's nice to do 5k on the cross and not have to do 15k in the mud or whatever you have to do at nationals um i had a very average run i think um bumped into uh ben heron um and he was messaging me afterwards asked how i got on i says i had a very soft run i think that's a good way to describe it um i ran well my official time was 1638 and i honestly just couldn't go any faster um, but I finished and I felt like I could have done another lap. It was really uh, weird. Sorry. Uh, sorry. That's a story of my life. <laughs> what? Every, sorry. every race I do. Well, at least you please Pamela. Please Pamela? That's said well done, Shane. Oh, well, thank you, Pamela. Um, Pam Baxter. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, a big fan. Bumped into them in the evening. They were the, the Lincoln Wellerton lot was out somebody's 50th. And uh uh yeah, Pam's husband Sean, he coaches up at the club, the Roadrunners, and we had some beers, so I'll get to that in a second. And um, but back to the race, yeah. I couldn't really go much quicker. I had uh, Matt Grieve and uh Freddie Schlemek above, uh, like up ahead. And I um, thought, oh, I'll try and chase those down gradually. And I just couldn't get near them. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I just still went backwards up the hill. Um, also bumped into uh, an old stalwart, Aaron. Do you remember Chris Fullerton? I do. Yeah, loves listening to the pod. Bumped into bumped into Fullo. He was full he... of beans. He has not changed at all. Fantastic. We love that. And actually, do you know what? Here's, here's something for listeners. So, um when when did we when did we used to run all run together back when you was at uni Aaron, wasn't it? Two thousand and nine ish, two thousand eight nine. Yeah, so Chris Fullerton back in the day was trying hard to break two minutes for eight hundred. Um, how many years are we on now? And he said this summer he's actually ran a two o two, and he also PB'd over fifteen hundred. So you know. 15 years of trying that's not bad 15 years of trying but that's great you know keep at it we're, as as we age we can get faster um yeah so that night uh just went out for some drinks anyway with uh ron and another mate and yeah we bumped into a load of runners in a bar but uh i ended up 
having a few too many beers, which then led to a couple of gins and then a couple of shots and then McDonald's until 4am again. <sighs> so that made Sunday very, very challenging. Um, all I can say is John Marcus will be all over this, supporting his tweets about not having an ounce of alcohol. Um, so I did on Sunday a two-hour easy-long run, and I only covered 16 miles, so I averaged 7.33. But what's best is when you aren't doing runs like this, sometimes you've just got to put yourself in a position, haven't you? And we decided we'll do an out and back. So we ran out for an hour, um, thinking that naturally you feel a bit better as the run goes on. We'll speed up maybe a little bit, see how we go. Yeah, we got slower, a lot slower. And it's the age. It's the age now. You honestly, when we were talking fifteen years ago, Shane Robinson used to be the king of waking up, being out till four, waking up at ten o'clock. We'd go out at ten o'clock, and Shane would be able to hit six minute mile in for two hours. Change, man. Yeah, that that's I don't think that's ever going to happen again. So, I actually at night um if. If you uh, go into my elapsed time, we also had a, a reasonable amount of stoppage. And a lot of that stoppage was at 90 minutes. I, I did have to um, I did have to throw up. Yeah. So it, it really, really was a physically and mentally. In fact, in my notes, I have put, this was horrible. Started slower and got slower and slower. Felt on the edge of the hallway and finally threw up after 90 minutes. Probably the second most difficult run I've ever done. After. Well, London Marathon. <laughs> so, did you feel better in the afternoon or did you feel worse for the rest of the day? No, so so much worse. So much worse. Two-day hangovers these days. I'd, you know when you know when you get a runner, oh, I feel so much better for getting out. Oh, it's fantastic. That's me. Abs one, you're a dick. Two, <laughs> absolute bollocks. No chance. I'm not having it. No chance that people feel better. It's awful. I actually, I actually commented on this, asking if you were detraining. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think my reply was I was derailing, mate. That was, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Um, and I don't have to blame or thank Ronnie for getting me out for a run because I've really close. I looked at my watch and saw I was on sixty-two miles before that. I was like, that's enough on race week. And he was like, no, let's go out for a run. So we did. And I, I don't even I don't even think it was a valuable run. It made me feel worse. It it was absolutely it probably was detraining, Josh. I think I think you're right for once. Um but it did mean that actually, in terms of duration of running, I think that was my just my highest duration of running since my break after summer. So I did nine hours thirty-one and fifty-three seconds, but only covered seventy-seven and a half miles. Um so yeah, moral of the story is just don't do a long run when you're hungover. I think. Yeah, good. Do you want me to rattle through my week because you two always have, have talked for for time? Josh oh. moans about me and you, Shane. Jo Josh was the longest I think this week. Anyway, Monday kicked off feeling a little bit better, so tried to do forty-five minutes. Did fifty minutes, but I didn't get out till four nearly half past four and like you josh i forgot it was dark i just forgot the clocks made it it's like dark at five o'clock ish so i ran 
out back on a trail got dark so i sort of just did a few out and backs basically so really random loop 723 so shane robinson pace but feeling a bit better so tuesday i was just going to take it easy again i um got jenny's mum to take eliza to the to nursery with me and then i ran back from nursery so over a few fields but it was wednesday was really windy and wet and i ran into the wind all the way back so that 704 pace for 4.4 miles was tempo effort basically um and then in the evening i had to go run and pick up the car and i was going to do an hour in the evening but it was absolutely chucking it down so i left it to the last minute to try and get my run done and i had my jacket on but my hood this is the night jacket you know they're like quite loose hoods i couldn't see and i was running like crossing roads and i was just like yeah i needed it up because i was soaked i just couldn't see and I was, but the wind was with me so um still still managed 709s on that one i've interest uh, why did you not manage to do an hour because of the hood no because i was going i was going to wait for it to stop raining but it just kept getting worse so i was like well i'm gonna have to go now so yeah <laughs> when, anyway. when the rain gets as it is you just got to crack on haven't you you do but i've got to turn up to nursery and present myself to my child pick her up put her to the car and i already get weird looks as it is turning up in i was in full tracksuit josh josh modeled me full tracksuit anyway um so wednesday i thought because i'd bailed on that evening run i would try a session had josh lun in my head saying don't be weak get your session done i warmed up and i've never felt worse and i've thought <laughs> Do you know what? You can feel bad and still get a session done. My feet hurt. My, like, soles of my feet hurt. And the backs of my legs were still, you know, that flu-type aching was still there. And I was like, do some strides. Just do a broken, I was going to do a broken tempo. I was going to do 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. And I start. I gave myself the best chance to do this. I started off with a slightly downhill 10, mi- 10 minutes. But I started off by, um, I started up by Morrison's in town, Josh, and ran out on, on Viral Road. And it's the first five minutes of that, you have to like weave past like where McDonald's entrance is and weave for a few cars. Anyway, I was running, and everything about it was awkward. And I looked down at a watch, and it was five thirty pace, and I was done. So I. I did the 10 minutes, jogged for two minutes and thought I started this five minutes, got one minute into it and I just couldn't run anymore. So I jogged back and that two mile jog was painful. I'd just gone. I like had a lactic headache for the rest of the day. So I don't know what was wrong with me. So anyway, that was Wednesday. I think I just tried a session too soon is the moral of the story. Thursday, I decided to run easy, did an easy hour with Philippa, 7.53s. She's had an Achilles injury, so we kept it nice and slow. So that was that was nice. I still didn't feel particularly good. Friday, I was so I was off Thursday, Friday. Friday, I 
procrastinated for four and a half hours and got to the extent that Shane told me to go out and run and put some strides in. So I thought that's a good idea. I'll do what Shane said. So I went out and it's, I could have gone out and back, but I thought I'm going to make this into a loop and ended up in a few fields, did about 20 minutes of walking around fields, getting my invincibles full. The, the mud in Lincolnshire is clay. So they were like heavier than a pair of boots by the time I'd got out of the field. Um, so I didn't do any strides, but I managed an hour of 15 at 7.03 pace, but lots of stops. So I think by the time I text Shane, because he wanted to have a chat about something, I was, it was probably about two hours after I'd gone out the door and I was just getting in the shower. Anyway, 75 minutes. So Friday, all good. Saturday, so Ruth had, I wanted her to do 20, I wanted her to do about an hour and a half ish at marathon pace so we did three mile warm up and then it was kind of wet and cold so we started at a house and ran down to this loop and then we did this loop which is two and a half k a loop of most of it's quiet roads but one of them's a main road ish and it's quite busy josh knows it yeah, I, i'm surprised you actually ran on that to be honest well, I kept jumping onto the path, but Ruth stayed on the road. There was lots of four by fours coming at you fast. Um, but she managed, well, we basically did, did half marathon in the end, which happened to be at the end of a lap. And we averaged 6.36 pace, about an hour 26. Do you know what? I, think, I saw this and I was impressed. I think it was a little bit hard. Her, I cut it short. And that I think that's the, if you can ever do it, if you can ever run with your cut, because I coach Ruth, it's so useful because I can make the decision for her to call it a day because she would have, she could have gone on for another couple of K, but it wasn't worth it. Um, so you no, know, I, I was listening to the Aussie boys um, earlier when I was running and um, it was their guest host this, this week. I've not listened yet because I haven't been out for my run yet. <laughs> it's, uh, someone Buchanan. Anyway, um, oh Andy was, Buchanan last week, yeah, yeah, it was Andy. Yeah. yeah, so he was he was saying obviously, it, you know, his coach coaches him remotely, and he says this. It's sometimes uh, his coach has to have a lot of trust in him because obviously if he's out doing some K reps and he's he's flagging, you you can't see, so you have to almost be like, right, I need to stop here. Well, you need you you kind of want to teach your athletes to be able to know when to stop. So yeah. I think when you when your coach is there in person, it's it's great. You got that extra level of protection so to speak yeah, i'm really yeah. good at that and i'm also really good to shelter behind in the wind is that so the, got... the only person in the world who's shorter than you <laughs> yeah anyway um we did three mile three mile cool down uphill which was fun um so that was about 19 miles i ben texted me and said did i want to run in the morning and i had eliza's party at 10 and he said half past seven in Gretford I agreed to it so met him at half past seven I forgot I mean I coached Ben so I should know what he had I'd given him 15 miles in my head I was going for like a 45 60 minute run and then we started I was like what are you doing he said 15 miles I was like oh 
so we did a big loop and i we did 14 miles at 706 pace roughly and i probably should have stopped around about 11 12 miles i was a bit tired by that point it's a big weekend off nothing doing 19 miles saturday 14 sunday big weekend then got home built some cubes as you do 10 minutes before people arrive um cooked the lasagna made the birthday cake and hosted the birthday celebrations and if you believe anything of what i just said you're a fool because i did none of that jenny did it all but we won't let her believe that, that, is, um, that so yeah robinson mileage weekend that's but yeah what what yeah. i finished on 74 74 miles i think it was 74 so there's a few things there um one good week two you're an idiot you just feel you've got the flu and you've just done your highest mileage week since like summer. Yeah, but how much grief do I get off Josh every week for you don't run anymore? And I honestly, it gets to me. It yeah. Gets, yeah, anyway. So I feel like, well, I feel okay today, but I still haven't run and it's <laughs> 10 to 9. So it's looking tactful. Um, right. Should we move on? Josh, have you got Strava leaderboard before I move on? Yeah, I do. Um, it always throws me on a Monday because uh, it goes to the next week. Oh, yeah, it goes to the... Uh, the same man's top anyway. It's Mr. Brady Therafel. Trellful. Trellful. I can never say his name. Um, He's on 124 miles last week. Fair play. And he's dropped a marathon in there as well. Is he? Well, I'll, have to listen, I'll have to listen to his week on. Yeah. We will give his, page, give his Patreon a plug. You can listen to his week. Um, and, he's um, obviously doing doing valencia marathon he's sandbagging a bit he's going to run 216 surely i don't know what shape he's in to be honest i'm not very good at listening to podcasts yeah um yeah i don't, I don't think carl wellborn should be following him put it that way <laughs> uh and then uh women's it's the same person as last week it's rachel mcginnis uh she's on yes. so rachel was on their patreon show this week she's also doing valencia she is a Brit out in Australia, a doctor. I think she ran 2.36 at her last marathon after okay. a 2.42 before that. So her last one was six-minute PB, hopefully going for 2.33, 2-ish. So one to watch. She nice. should, could be knocking on the door of some teams soon. Right, Shane, did you have a session for the week? I didn't give you much time to prep for it, but... I did, Um I think I've done it before. Have I mentioned the mountain range before on this show? No. Oh, Go fantastic. into it. Fantastic. The mountain range. I'll be nice and quick here. One of my favourite sessions um, to prescribe. So it, I mean, it started with a specific session of uh, two minutes, three minutes, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, three minutes, one minute, two minute, one minute. Um, so you split it up into blocks, three minutes between the blocks and half the rep in duration as your recovery jog. Um, but I love this because you can tweak it around depending on your strengths and weaknesses and what you think you might be working on or working towards. So the one I've just described typically is a sort of 10K effort and faster session. So it's really good to do as a bit of a sharpener as you're getting close to the race. These things are great. They double over as cross-country sessions if you want to, to work into that sort of thing. But also you, you can play around with each mountain peak so to speak. So um, 
for example, you could do a one minute, two minute, one minute, two minute, three minute, two minute, three minute, four minute, five minute, four minute, three minute. You still with me, Josh? Yeah, I like the sound of this. Nice. So I just think they're great because you can you can just split the blocks up and, um, you know, you can make it harsher or easier depending on what you're doing, faster or slower, depending on what you're doing. You can switch off from having to hit track reps in certain times or case splits on your watch. They're just great sessions to work into. Um, so that final one is, you know, I think we did that before uh, the other way around. We did the big mountain first before half marathon last year. Um, so it was really nice to sort of start with your hard main block going into half and then we just finished shorter reps moving quicker. Um, so give, what was that session you did before the half just once again, one time again? So we did uh, the one before the half. We did three, four, five, four, three, two, three, two. Oh. One, two, one. How many minutes of effort is that? Uh, I think usually between 30 and 40, I think. Okay. Yeah. But so, anyway. So just a, it's, it's just a, a variation on Farlick, but... Yeah. But um, yeah, the concept of the mountain range, basically. Thinking blocks, thinking peaks. There you go. Any additions? No, I actually don't do that session very often. Um, I often do sort of decreasing blocks for Farlicks of four, three, two, one, or three, two, one, and do that in blocks. So it's a very it's a good variation to actually put in because it's one you forget about really. Hmm. Yeah, I've never done that. I've done similar to Aaron said. At Bedford, we used to do quite a lot: three minutes, two minute, one minute, a couple of sets of that or sort of pyramids um but never in sort of blocks of i guess blocks of pyramids mm. yeah great to work on a different range of pace, paces all, all in one go i think yeah that's it isn't it i think i said last week if you can mix the energy systems it does especially during winter season gives you some good good gains for a shortish session shall we go to some listener questions I, I posted a picture of Josh after his session on Thursday, um, looking happy in the dark and saying um, we're coming into winter we're coming into winter season, so um ask us anything about winter. The main one I've got, Porter Down Pistol, Trail Running Andy, which is Andy Davies, isn't it? Um No, that's not the question from Andy Davies. Anyway, there's a couple from said, How do you stay motivated for sessions in the dark during winter? I can only run between five and eight AM. Josh, how do you stay motivated when you run in the dark? Yeah, that's a struggle, to be honest. Um, I always just think I like having a training plan because it keeps you accountable. So I I'm really I don't really like missing runs on my uh, um, my plan. So if you've got my training peaks, pretty much everything is green. I like I missed one run this week, but I just changed it to another day. Um, so I think the, the what I do is look to what targets you have. So I think that's the um, the big thing for me. I think it depends what motivates you as well. Some people will be intrinsically motivated. Some extrins is it extrinsically? Is that right? You're trying to say big words. Yeah, I can't remember. You can only, only use the word if you know what it means, Josh. Um, but yeah, it, I think it depends what what you find that actually motivates you. So that's probably the biggest thing because I think everybody's different. But for me personally, it's having a race lined up, um, and for me that will be enough to go and get out the door. 
because like this week or last week's been pretty bad with the weather um and the sundays where like that thursday last week i really did put off my session um and i actually thought and i put this in our chat i was like this is a session that aaron definitely would bail on and that in itself motivated me to do it i and think you get me you get me confused with somebody else um <laughs> It does actually link into Andy Davies' question and Scott Cousins. So you can answer this one, Shane. So do you alter sessions if it is extreme weather, like gale force winds? Do you go on the treadmill? Do you delay it? Or do you do the session with the wind behind the A Scott special? I was going to say that's aimed at one person only. Andy Davies asked it. He knows. Yeah, I I think um, working back for this one the type of session it is. If if you're referring to like a one of your higher quality sessions of of your week or fortnight, however you work, yeah, just alter it um, because it, you know otherwise you can just be demotivated. It's 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 miserable doing it, and it it like you say, yeah, it does link in with linking with that. And I think you just can't rely on our weather. Um, so you know you, you might the amount of times we've pushed a session from a Tuesday to a Thursday or whatever, and then it's got to the Thursday and it's been even worse conditions. Um, So I think, yeah, depending on what you want to do, as long as you're real, you're real with yourself, um, like backwind runs can be good, but as long as you're aware you've got backwinds, don't expect to be hitting those sort of paces in in races. If it's a race pace session, Uh, treadmills again can be great. Uh, I personally hate them. I melt on them. They're horrible, but and you and Carl were talking about um, using your heart on a treadmill. I think that's a good idea on a treadmill because you don't have the calibrated. And yeah, like me, I'm I'm so much slower on a treadmill. I just can't do it. Um, definitely adapt. Um, there will be rare occasions when you're like, I've just got to get out and work hard. And in no situations, if you're doing a session, it's like, oh, you've got K reps or mile reps or just change it. What? sort of times would you be hitting in a uh in that session if you were doing like a mile rep and if it's say six minutes go do six minute efforts instead at the same effort and just know full well you're not going to hit pace but you're still working at intensity you need to work at i agree cool couple of quick fire questions to finish these could be one word or one sentence josh jalashi first tights or shorts tights shane shorts tights all the way um and then last one puddles do you hurdle them or do you splash them 100 hurdle them there is nothing worse than getting wet feet shane <laughs> um on your own hurdle them but if you're with someone else splash every time splash them i'd yeah. be so angry the amount of times i tried to splash people and then got myself more wet than anybody else but there you go cool right let's go to some news we'll start at the english cross-country relays in berry hill which is in mansfield so there was plenty of fast legs i think on on saturday not the fastest it's been but it was pretty quick day lead city took the win with a 48 second margin from second they won in 61 30 so what's that an average of 15 25-ish does that work out per leg um which isn't isn't too shabby um 
they they were led home by Emil Keres, who ran fifteen oh three on the last leg, and he looked to be cruising. He looked so good. I thought it was going to be a lot faster than it was, but I think he just eased off the gas a little. Yeah, um, I know you said it wasn't the quickest day, but it it probably wasn't the driest it's ever been there either. So that didn't. No. Surprise. Shane can comment more than us two. We weren't there. Yeah, yeah on, honestly, um, I'd like to say it was a slow day, but I, I I think it was fine. There was no, it was the muddy sections had like, it's like soil. So it wasn't really, and it'd been packed down. So it wasn't really slippery anywhere. But it, it wasn't the debate wearing next sense though. <laughs> it's world, it's world cross year, isn't it? In February. Is it yeah. this year in Australia? Yeah. So, Sorry, no. Well, there's no selection race at the minute, I believe. Oh, okay. But it'll be interesting to see which which people will be, yeah, getting their cross country season ready. I don't know if Emil's looking at that or he's going to go to the roads. But anyway, Leeds took the win. Cambridge and Coleridge took second with uh, the aforementioned Jep bagging them a silver me- medal by just overtaking Joe Morwood of Oldshot in the last hundred meters. Um, then on the women's side, Gemma Steele led home Charnwood for the win. Uh, they just seeing if I've got a time for Charnwood. I don't, I know they're 35 seconds ahead of Leeds Wellington. I've got written down, but it's Lincoln, Lincoln Wellington, hopefully. Um, and Old Shot were third. I think the other things to mention from the relays were Max Bergen. The 800 meter runner did a leg, didn't didn't run too badly. He was quicker than you, wasn't he, Shane? Probably, yeah. And I watched a very small amount at the end, and I have a few comments to make, people. Watchers, why are we checking our watches during a cross country leg in the woods? What are you looking for? I don't. No. I honestly don't know what people are looking for. Are they looking for GPS? Are they looking what pace they're running? It's irrelevant. I, right. I, this is this is the one I, I normally don't like, especially doing cross country in a race. Uh, in, in sorry, yeah, no, I don't either. No, I don't like <laughs> <laughs> um, wearing a watch for races, uh, like particularly shorter distances. I did wear mine this year just so I could get some feedback. I won't bore into it. The, this is probably the only one that's relevant because you can look at your halfway split. Yes, but in the woods, what are you looking at? The woods is, for reference, sort of a third into the lap, isn't it? Yeah, if you, um, prob- yeah, probably, yeah, and it's really twisty and windy as well. So yeah, if, if you're looking for your mile split, you, um, yeah, you're an idiot. Right. Um, any other comments from the relays? Or should we move on? Have I missed uh, anything? Alex Meller in the under-20 race heard of the tape, which I found amusing. What, for the win? Yeah, for Cambridge. And they were only winning that... about two seconds. Wow. Wasn't that Jimmy Gressier's celebration, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Good effort. Um, there was World Mountain and Trail Running Champs going on in Thailand this weekend. There was a lot of races. So I'm just going to pick out a couple of results that were notable. I think the junior uphill and downhill race. So I presume you go up the mountain, down the mountain. Um, Jess Bailey and Rebecca Flaherty delivered a one-two gold silver for GB. 
Um, there's a men's uphill race. I think Chris Richards was the first Brit home, but Joe Stewart, 16th, he's a handy cross country runner, isn't he? So, you know, very competitive. And then there was a 38k trail race, which Chris Jones was fifth in. I think John Albon, the Brit, was third. He got bronze in that. Um, some good performances out in Thailand, up in Chiang Mai, lovely place in the world. So, good little trip if you can get it. Um, Villa Ricky 10k on the men's. Gus Withers took the win in 30.59 from Ben Felton and then Scott Cousins. It was very wet. I know you've been moaning about the wet, Josh. I saw a couple of pictures from this. They ran through some shin-deep puddles. Yeah, that I wouldn't even say that was wet. I'd say that the roads had completely and utterly flooded. And I actually am surprised they didn't cancel it. Because I, I was meant to do... Um, Wokingham half probably 10 years ago and it was similar and they actually cancelled it so yeah fair, fair, they I good. did I did Watford half once in similar conditions yeah, and that. yeah so on the women's side Lindsay Coleman took the win in 37-12 ahead of Sophie Coper and Stephanie Miglarini um, Richard Burton 10k so start the did road you... Dow- it's hilly, isn't it? Dowie took the win yeah, in 29-54. I want to say he was the first person to break 30 in about 30 years. Yeah, he he posted that. That's actually, that's a really impressive run. If you look at the how much, I think it goes up about 400 feet of elevation for reference. Um, so yeah, that's impressive. He's clearly getting back to his, uh, his best, which is good to yeah, see. Yeah, because he, he beat some good guys for by over a minute. Um Hennigan was third and the other Cardiff lad, I forgot that. Yeah, Mike Ward was second in 31. It's about 31.05, mate. Yeah, in the women's, Olivia Sim took the win in 35.36. So decent outing for Olivia. Um, then Biddeford, 10 miler, just been sent the results. Phil Norman took the win. In 49, about 48. Ronnie Richmond, second, 50.30. And I did have the women's somewhere and it's just gone so when well, i find the women you can talk about you can start talking about new york marathon yeah so in um so did either of you watch new york out of interest yes yeah so when I, somebody I, re- when somebody finally replied to me give me a link to the stream Aaron was being a bit of a sassy and wouldn't just search for it. so i have spent five years messaging josh every time i message him he just like link me. So all he says, link me. And then all of a sudden, when I ask him for things, he's like, just Google it. Just no, YouTube there, it. There was Can't. a reason because I wasn't on my phone and I didn't have WhatsApp on the device I was watching it on. So it was actually inconvenient. Anyway, anyway. before we go into that, Rebecca Ezra took the win in 5904 um, at Biddeford. But yeah, go New York. Um, so yeah, the, in the men's race, um, I think the notable thing was the leader went out at an absolute suicidal pace. Um, so I probably mess his name up, but Don Nocimento. Um, yes. And he went through he went through ten k and it was like twenty eight low. I was off the top of my head. Yes. Um, yeah, twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, he had a toilet stop at about thirty k, um, and which I mean is fine if you got to go, you got to go. But 
at 34k he looked like he needed more than the toilet because he was face down on the floor well after he came out of the toilet at about yeah, he 20 miles he did a little dance didn't he to try and yeah. loosen himself off i think it looked like cramp or it looked like you'd gone off to add in a marathon um but one yeah of the most, one of the most impress- impressive things for me I'm just going to pause it, which have just scored against Bracknell 1-0. Um, and one of the most impressive things for me about that was, well, I, I'd say impressive, it's stupid, whatever you want to call it. But he was on the floor and he'd been to the toilet. He'd stopped, done a little dance and carried on running and then collapsed to the floor. It still took a good 15 seconds for Evan Strabet to come past him. That's yeah. how quick he went. Yeah. And I mean, Chibet was wasn't messing either. So anyway, winners. <clears throat> so in the men's race, Evans Chibet, Aaron just mentioned, 208-41. Uh, and in the women's race, debutant from uh, Under Armour. So it was actually the she runs for the group um I was in Flagstaff with. She wasn't there at the time, but um Sharon Ledeki Ledeki. Yeah. 223-23. So that to win a major on your debut is pretty good going. The, it was a very well judged race for her. She she was an NCAA champion. Oh yeah, in, she's a good runner. And she's been, she's been based in the US a while, isn't she? She was very. She seemed like she had an, an American accent. I want to say so. Yeah, she is Kenyan though, isn't she? Um, but being based in the US, I imagine for all of her college career. Um, yeah, wearing Under Armour shoes. Do you have any info on those, Josh? I've not worn them, so I can comment. What do you know what yeah. they look like or anything? Um yeah, you know, I've seen them. Um but yeah, I've I've not run in them, so I can't no. remember. Um Rupp DNF again. Um a lot of the Americans had bad days apart from Scott Fobble, who judged his race again to perfection, finished in two oh nine, did he? Um I, I think a lot of the women seem to pace it pretty well and almost I think some of them may be negative split, but the men, there was a lot of big positive splits in the men's results. Even some of the guys high up. I think I put one, one of the Japanese guys who was sick ran like a six minute positive split and still finished sick. So yeah. they, they had a hard, they ran it the hard way. Time in the bank. bank exactly. <laughs> and it works a treat. <laughs> I had a friend who did run it and he said he he actually ran London this year and he said New York was a much better experience. Um, okay. And he was, he, he wasn't in as good shape for this as well. So he said the run obviously itself was dismal, but the, the atmosphere was unbelievable. So which, which reminds me the German guy who won, who was the first German home in Frankfurt in two eleven last weekend ran New York off the sub elite start and he won it in, 221. It's not bad backing up, is it? It's 221, 282. Is it Philip? Anyway. Quick fire question for you two. Running a marathon back to back in two weeks. Good or silly? Stupid, I think. Stupid. Yeah. But it depends. I think it does depend what you want to get out of them. But anyway, we'll leave that for another week. On, On an elite level. Silly. On an elite level, stupid. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll see Josh do it in a few years' time. Um, <laughs> also over in the States, 
Holly Archer won dash to line 5k, which was was the, the day before New York. Oh, she was she was she won the open division. I was gonna yeah. say, I saw the results from that race. Yeah, she is the, uh, isn't it? The men's race was running about 13 20, and he even went wrong just at the end, didn't he? So, yeah. rapid. You know that's doing Wednesday morning runs with me. <laughs> Must have been that. And then in Indianapolis, Tom Anderson carried on. You know, he's, he's ending the year like he's around the whole year by running quick. I think he won in 63.34, so not as fast as he's, he's done, but pretty solid time to win the race. So, yeah, some good results over in the States. That's probably it, boys. Anything happening in your life next week, Josh, that we need to know about? Just before I do that, one thing I have noticed actually on the leaderboard where we've got 975 members. So if you're listening and you don't follow or you're not a member of the Strava leaderboard, sign up and get us to a thousand. That'd be good. This week, uh, what am I doing this week? Well, some quite quick track sessions again. So I'm actually a little bit nervous of. Um, so yeah, I'm on the track tomorrow and probably Thursday. I've got. 1200 reps so i might do them on the road well i actually put 1.2k which makes you think maybe road never seen it run like that before but there we go um other than that so not so much i've got an exam coming up so just studying really in my spare time cool shane what's going on in your your life not much it's just running <laughs> or pretending to do work anyway um I, I can't think. I can't. I don't think I've got anything coming up. Do you know what? If you've got nothing on, that's generally it. I, I actually prefer that. I'd rather every week say nothing, just running. <laughs> it's it's, it's it. winter. It's winter, isn't it? Just yeah. focus on running. Yeah, what you, what are you what are you doing? You got any more birthday parties? No. Birthday week is officially over. So that's it. She did enjoy it, Josh. She won't remember it, as you said, but she did enjoy herself. They. That's probably too. Yeah. So congratulations. To be fair, any parents listening, you can buy these wooden kitchens, right? And I've seen quite a few in shops around Stamford and places, about one fifty to two hundred quid. And Aldi. £45 or no probably less £35 what it's kitchen for it's better than the ones for 150 odd so Did there you, you go little tip. as well yeah yeah um yeah I've been making my I'll make my pasta on that tonight <laughs> then I'll come see you Sunday Shane big session Saturday with Ruth I'll try and get a session in Wednesday um that's it really yeah likewise just Trying to get in some routine and count the days down to Christmas, Josh. Your favourite time of year. Yeah, can't wait. I actually have a week off in a few few weeks, so you coming back to weekending. Are we gonna do an inside jogging podcast group run in the holidays? I think we should. Maybe set that up. But it's we can invite very dependent on what pace. I'm not running 7.30. Well, we, we can invite the listeners and then the sensible ones can run for me and Shane and the idiots can run for you. Oh, you do a session, I'll do a recovery run. Yeah, and you'll still be faster. Right, boys, <laughs> we'll speak again next week and we'll see you listeners. We'll, you'll hear from us again next week. Yeah, Goodbye. Bye-bye. So,
Bye.